this Tuesday's edition of Let's Talk. On these Tuesdays, we've been going through the book of Acts, and today we're in Acts chapter 8 again. Today we want to look at persecutions. What is going on in the world today with the church and persecutions? Here are a few statistics from the Open Doors Ministry USA. They write, 105 churches are attacked, vandalized, or burned every month. One in nine Christians worldwide experience high levels of persecution every month. 2,625 Christians are detained without trial, arrest, and sentenced and imprisoned every month. According to Open Doors USA, every day 11 Christians are killed for their faith. Out of six Christians in Africa, one out of six Christians in Africa experience high levels of persecution. One out of three Christians in Asia experience high levels of persecution. The persecution could be in the form of direct attack, arrests, confiscation of goods, destruction, destruction of churches and properties, denial of jobs, denial of educational opportunities, abduction of children, bombings, and much more. The Bible has much to say on persecution. Here's a few examples. John 16:33, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Acts chapter 8, verse 1. On that day a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. 2 Corinthians 12, 10. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Here's a few wise sayings on persecutions. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, When Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. Number two, prosperity has often been fatal to the church, but persecution never. Number three, our reaction and attitude to persecution will determine if we are really ready for big things or not. The context of Acts chapter 8 is the stoning of Stephen. Stephen had just been killed for preaching the gospel to the major leaders, major Jewish leaders in Jerusalem. The Apostle Paul was there and he was in agreement with the stoning of Stephen. Of course, his name at that time was Saul. He became the Apostle Paul later. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, On that day a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house. He dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. The bad news from the stoning of Stephen was that a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and the believers were scattered from Jerusalem. Verse 4 says, Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with streaks impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. The good news was that the believers who were scattered preached the gospel wherever they went. We meet Philip who performed signs such as evil spirits being cast out of people, many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Skipping ahead to, to Acts chapter 8, verse 25, the text says, After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel to many, in many Samaritan villages. As they tra travailed along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. Who can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariots. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip was baptized. Again, the good news was that the gospel was being preached. 
Demons were being cast out. Lame, were, lame people were healed, healed, and people were saved, and people were baptized. This is the case when persecution causes the gospel to go forward with power and signs of God's grace. In conclusion, Christians around the world are experiencing severe persecution. The consequences of professing faith in Jesus Christ can include enslavement and martyrdom in parts of the world. As unwelcome as it may be, persecution is not surprising to us because Jesus warned the believers, the sermon is not, servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. The strange truth about persecution is that it has a mysterious effect. It can strengthen the church. In Romans chapter 5, the Apostle Paul encourages believers to glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. History bears testimony to the fortifying effect of persecutions. Recommendations. Number one, pray for those who face persecution. You, you cannot pray every day for all the persecuted Christians around the world because there's too many of them. Divide up the world and pray for a section of the world each day. Number two, realize that persecution often causes the church to grow. When missionaries left both China and Ethiopia, the church grew very rapidly under, under, in spite of persecutions. Number three, persecutions has its limit. You often hear people say persecution is good for the church as it cleanses the church and the church will grow. But severe, severe persecution is bad for the church, such as the church in Iraq and Iran, where the church gets wiped out and the pastors and leaders are put in jail or, or worse, put to death. And the Christians are scattered and life becomes very difficult for them and their families. Christians often lose jobs, homes, money, businesses, and family members through persecution. Number four, get ready for persecution in countries that have not faced persecution before. The internet is full of warnings for us in the West to be ready for persecutions. It is coming, they say, so get ready. This is a word to the wise for church leaders today. We should develop a plan in case the church has to leave the big building format and revert to, revert to house churches. Number five, study the Bible on persecutions. There are many insightful verses on persecutions which need to be studied, such as Romans chapter 14, verse 8. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Number six, finally realize that no matter what happens to us here on earth, Jesus is with us. Also, our place in heaven is secure. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we do pray for the believers around the world that are facing persecution today. Lord, give them a real spirit of forgiveness and thankfulness and praise and worship to you. Lord, for us in the West, we pray that you'll help us be prepared for any coming persecutions that may come. Give us the strength and wisdom and grace, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.